I'm a teacher who. Completing that sentence will refine and focus your teaching life. Welcome to Design Lessons, the podcast where we design our teaching days to be fulfilling for us and irresistible to our students. I'm Dr. Michelle Schmidt-Moore, and instructional design is my superpower. Each episode, we will take actionable steps to create great teaching days. We'll focus on mindset, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking for us and our students. So, whether you're on your commute to school, walking your dog, or doing the dishes, let's start designing. Today on Design Lessons, we're refining our teacher identities. Using this strategy will help you say a powerful no to opportunities that don't align with who you are and an affirming yes to opportunities that will help you grow. But before we get started, I want to give a giant thank you to Christy Wyman, Jen Green, Michelle Sheehan, Michelle Hazeltine, Erica Johnson, and Danetta Norris, who shared their experiences with this podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And you can find Danetta's review of the podcast on her blog called The Rogue Scholar, which she writes about teaching and learning and strategies that make both easier. I put a link to her blog in the show notes, and I also encourage you to connect with Christy, Jen, Erica, and Michelle Squared on their blogs or via social media. I put their blogs or social media handles in the show notes as well. So let's get started. Coming out of college and applying for your first teacher job, you're often tasked with coming up with your educational philosophy. And all of us said something along the lines about how we believe that all students can learn. And of course, that is a core value for all teachers, right? Right? Like if you don't believe that, then you probably should get out of teaching now. (laughs) But as you've grown as an educator, your philosophy has deepened and become more refined. You're more specific about the instructional philosophies and strategies that you ascribe to. And so if you haven't defined your teaching philosophy in a while, I challenge you to do it with me today. We are moving into a time in which there are a lot of unknowns, and you're adapting in new ways of teaching and learning, and you're defining what you stand for can help you touch solid ground as the waves of change continually come towards you. Your teacher identity reminds you of what is important to you, and it can also be a tool for growth if you make it aspirational. So maybe you aren't where you want to be yet, but you're really willing to put in the reflective and experimental and inquiry work to get there. So what's an example of an aspirational identity? Well, let's look at something totally different from education in order to kind of get a feel for what that is. Let's use fitness as an example. Okay. So remember our statement, I'm the kind of person, we'll say instead of teacher, I'm the kind of person who exercises every morning to maintain my health. Well, maybe you're not quite there yet. Maybe you're somebody who exercises three days a week um, and that's been working for you, but you just, you have this sort of aspiration of being the kind of person who exercises every day. And you do that because it helps with your mood and it helps you to stay fit. um, And overall, it makes you feel better. 
So an aspirational identity is that I am the kind of person who exercises every day. It's not something that you do quite yet, but it's something that you're working toward. So use the following framework to outline your, your teacher identity. So the first step is to complete this statement three times. And depending on your role, you're going to change the, uh, the prompt a little bit, right? So I'm going to do a generic one. That is, I, I am a teacher who. You could very well say, I am an instructional coach who, or I am an administrator who, or, you know, you can fill in the blank. But here's an example. I'm actually going to give you three examples. So you're going to complete this statement three times. So here's our three examples. I'm a teacher who believes that students should see themselves in the texts that we study. And by text, I mean both print and non-print media. I'm a teacher who values inquiry and thinking skills. I'm a teacher who believes that I am not only teaching students content, but I am teaching them to be empathetic, reflective, global citizens. So those are my three statements. What are your three statements? Take a moment and jot those down. Once you have your three, you can make even five, three to five statements of the kind of teacher you are or aspire to be, then step two is stating what you will do to be the teacher that you just described. So here's an example. In step one, I wrote down, I am a teacher who values inquiry and creative thinking skills. So in step two, I need to state what will I do that shows that I value inquiry and creative thinking skills. So here's my, here's that statement that goes along with the first one. So therefore, I create project-based learning units for my students that explicitly teach and foster creative and critical thinking skills. So after you've completed step one and step two for all three of your statements, you're going to have your sort of teaching philosophy or in what we're calling it, your teacher identity in place. You stated sort of three beliefs and the things that you do that align with your beliefs. So in step three, we are going to make this philosophy or identity even more actionable. In step three, we're going to make a plan. So this is what you need to do. You need to answer this question. What are you going to do in the next three months that aligns with your teacher identity? And just as powerful, what are you going to stop doing to be in better alignment with your teacher identity. For example, you'll remember that one of my statements is, I am a teacher who believes that students should see themselves in the texts that we study. So one concrete step that I am taking in the next three months is for me, is to read at least 10 texts that have diverse perspectives. And by that, I mean perspectives that are different from my own um, and that are also from people who maybe don't look like me or had the same life experience as I do. 
So this will help me to have greater empathy and understanding of varied perspectives that are different from my own. And I've also decided to read texts that are going to be accessible to my students, right? Because this kills a couple of birds with one stone. One, it opens me up to different perspectives, but it also I'm finding texts that I can share with my students to help open them up to different perspectives. And I'm also going to be looking at different formats. So I don't just want all of my texts to be text base, right? To be sort of written. Um, I'm also, I'm going to be looking at Ted talks. I'm going to be looking at podcasts. I'm going to look at young adult literature. I'm going to look at short films. Um, and then for myself, I'm also going to be looking at professional development texts that are out there. And so this is going to help me to broaden my perspectives as well as provide examples for my students in all the way that they can express what they know and are, and are learning. Um, and that comes from universal design for learning, this idea that students will have multiple ways of expressing what they're learning. I know that we often prioritize written word, but as you can see, even from this podcast, there are many ways of showing what you know um, and showing what you've learned. So these texts that I'm going to read over the next three months, and I probably will, I'll share them with you along the way, um, these texts are going to double as mentor texts for my students as well. So as with all of the strategies that we talk about here on Design Lessons, you can use these strategies for your students as well to help them define who they are and the concrete steps they're going to take to get there or to get even better at what they've already said who they are. If you enjoy the strategies that we talk about on Design Lessons, then I'm going to ask you to sign up for my newsletter at michelleschmidtmore.com. Um, there are varied ways that you can get there. You can uh, try out the, the one that asks you about your design superpower. Um, so that will give you what your design superpower is, um, as well as sign you up um, for the newsletter in which I share strategies similar to the ones that we listen to on the podcast. Uh, and also, I'm offering experience called Real Connections for a very few educators to collaborate from September 14th through 18th. Our collaboration will take place during the evening, so you'll still be able to teach your students. Um, and if you're looking for a system to use to create units that engage your students, whether you're teaching them virtually or in person this year, then apply to be part of Real Connections. You're going to come away with many ideas for weaving our three design touchstones, mindset and relationships, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking into cohesive units that are irresistible to your students. Now, this is a beta run of this experience, which means it's going to cost the lowest that it will ever cost. Um, and I'm really looking for educators with varied perspectives, um, who have varied design superpowers so that we're collaborate um, and sort of fill in the holes for each other um, to, to participate in this experience. So if you're interested, uh, go to michelleschmidtmore.com slash RC live for Real Connections Live and apply. And of course, I'll put it in um, this episode show notes. Um, invitations for those that are selected will be sent out by September 8th. And uh, I hope to see you um, sort of apply to be part of that experience. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Until next time, designers.
This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.